0: back to held and healed this podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse it's also a great place for helpers and people who love survivors to come and learn and glean and to know better so that they can do better so thank you so much to each person who has taken the time to listen each person who has passed this on to other people Uh, We are sitting at over um, almost 11,500 plays so far. So um, considering that I haven't really promoted this or um, done the the heavy lifting of of marketing this podcast, I'm pretty excited that that many um, plays have been heard so far. But of course, we want this to get out to more people because more people that hear the hope, they hear the validation, that know that they're not alone in the world, the better. So please, please pass this on if you know of a loved one that would benefit from it. So today I just want to do kind of like a 101 on nervous system regulation. For me, this has been the missing link in my healing journey. So I have learned along the way more from necessity than choice. I have learned how to rest, at least in a physical way. My body has been Suffering and struggling, fighting, um, recovering from all kinds of autoimmune issues and long-term chronic illness like Lyme and Zika and malaria and just a host of other things, PTSD all kinds of things that happened to my body over time. And about seven years ago, my body just shut down, shut down. And even prior to that, I was beginning to learn about physical rest and learning to say no and learning to set boundaries. That probably has been like a 20 year journey. Honestly, I learned to restrict. I learned to set boundaries with my time. I learned to set boundaries with, um, you know, what I was allowing into, um, my home and into my heart and around my headspace but the missing link for me was regulation and I am so very very grateful for the people that God has placed in my life who were like hey let's help you with this so first and foremost I want to do a shout out for Luke and Lauren Smallcomb they are with Flourish Therapy you can find them on Instagram and Facebook their content is incredible So if you were just to follow three social media accounts right now that would benefit you with your mental health and nervous system regulation, these are the three that I would highly recommend. Luke and Lauren with Flourish Therapy, Sarah Jackson Coaching. She does incredible uh, reels that are very step-by-step and shows you what to do to help regulate your nervous system. And then I am a huge fan of Adam Young Counseling. So I follow... So many different social media accounts because I want to learn, 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 soak it up like a sponge and then pass it on to others. Those are the top three. A little pro tip for you if you go to Instagram and you follow Honor Project Movement, that is the nonprofit that I just launched a couple of months ago. If you go to the Honor Project Movement and there's like a blue heart, if you follow the accounts that that account follows, most of them. Most of them are mental health resources. So there you go. There's probably 50 or 60 different accounts about nervous system repair and regulation, um, recovery from narcissistic abuse. Like there's just so much good stuff there. So if you just want to go one place and look down at all the accounts that Honor Project Movement follows and then click on the ones that you wanna follow. There are so, so many. So my top three um, that if you're just gonna follow a couple, Flourish Therapy with Luke and Lauren Smallcomb, Sarah Jackson Coaching, Adam Young Counseling. Those are incredible. And if you follow those three, you're going to get some solid, good, grounded information. Those three also are all very biblically sound. So there's a good balance between understanding that the body, the mind, the spirit are, are connected. So... All right, so those are just some of the resources that I would recommend to you. Um, We've talked in previous episodes about different books, The Body Keeps the Score, When the Body Says No, Try Softer. If you go back to the podcast that I did with Luke and Lauren, we highlighted a couple of other books in that podcast as well. I'm going to be honest, I haven't actually read The Body Keeps the Score, but they do have a Facebook page. I'm assuming Instagram, but I cannot say for certain. And I find that getting the information in little bite-sized chunks is what I can handle. When the book arrived and I saw that it was 400 pages and I saw that it was single-spaced, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because I am still in recovery mode. And my brain is like, eh, I don't know about all this. So it's going to be one that I have to take slowly. But if you want to just follow bite-sized pieces of the material that's in um, The Body Keeps the Score, um, there is a Facebook page. So, I'm going to refer now to something that I have been talking about for quite some time. And um, it's really exciting when you realize that you're doing something right and you didn't even know that it was helping you. So, I've been speaking about, sharing about, and um, helping to coach the women in my groups about healthy habits. And then it dawned on me recently that all of these things can indeed be part of nervous system regulation. So, Healthy habits can help to regulate or calm, okay, calm the nervous system, soothe, to be at peace, to be at rest. What is really amazing to me is that at the start of this year, or actually the end of of 2021, I had began um, to pray about what was my one word for the year. So I don't know if you practice this, but every year I ask God just for a focus for the upcoming year. And it's usually in the form of a word. Sometimes it's a verb. Sometimes it's a noun. It just kind of depends. Um, And then I take that word and I really focus on it in prayer, in scripture reading, in practice, in practical application. And for the year 2022, I felt the word was peace. I felt that was the word I was supposed to focus on. Now, to tell you that peace and joy are two things that I have longed for for most of my life is like an understatement. I have longed, deeply longed for those two things. But when you are constantly under oppression, you are constantly being abused. You're constantly being disrespected and talked down to and physically harmed. It is very hard to feel peace. It's very hard to feel joy. And so I would beat myself up. I would beat myself up. If I was such a good Christian, I would feel these things. Well, I was living in the midst of abuse until the age of 42 Give yourself grace, dear one, if that is you. Do not beat yourself up. <laughs> if you're in an unsafe environment, you're not going to feel peace. If you're in a, an environment that is constantly coming at you and degrading you, you're not going to feel a lot of joy, and that's not your fault, okay? So just, I want to just lift that weight and that pressure off of anybody else who's out there saying, if I was such a good Christian, I would feel dot, dot, dot. Um, No you are a person who is in the midst of deep suffering and sorrow, pain and agony, chaos and turmoil. And it's very, very hard to just feel peaceful in the midst of chaos. And it's very hard to feel joyful in the midst of sorrow. So please, please give yourself grace. So I have though, in the last several years, as I have been able to get away from the 24 seven abuse, I have began to experience these pockets of peace and joy. And I'm like, wow, that's what that feels like. Oh, I want more of that. I want more of that. So, um, just be encouraged. Um, so anyway, I picked the word peace for 2022 and don't you know, (laughs) it has been a hard year and there are so many places where peace has been very hard to find, but in the midst of all of these challenges, I have started to learn about nervous system regulation. And I was like, oh, well, that's part of finding peace. As we begin to regulate and calm and soothe the nervous system, we do begin to feel more peaceful. So I love, love, love how God gives us something. He lays something on our hearts and in our minds, in our, you know, limitedness, in our humanity, we have a plan of how we think that's going to play out. But God has a much bigger, a much better plan. So probably what will happen is Heather will hold on to the word peace for the next year and continue to dig. So when I feel like I didn't really fully get it and I'm not ready to move on, I just keep the word for two years. So my word for this year is peace. And in the midst of it, I am learning about nervous system regulation, which is very peace inducing when you get it. So back to the healthy habits. If we are implementing these things on a regular basis, we will be repairing, rebuilding, and calming our nervous system. Sleep and rest. We've talked about this, and I'll just keep saying it, you know, because I don't know who's listening to what episode. So I'm just going to say it again. Getting adequate sleep and rest is vital. Vital. You can actually go longer without food than you can without rest, without proper sleep. So, um, for me, it is, um, closer to eight hours a night. And I find that when I get, go to bed and actually fall asleep before 10 o'clock, which is rare, but it's very important how to do it. I am and ready to go by six. Now, when I see and ready to go, it means that at six o'clock I'm alert and I can get up for a couple hours of work. I am not someone who can go full throttle for an entire day, but if I'm up at six, I'm usually crashing by like 10 (laughs) I get about three to four decent hours of mental and physical um energy in a day so I have to choose wisely where I use that so sleep and then usually in the afternoon I am starting I've learned to listen to my body I've stopped planning things after one o'clock and I give myself like from one to four just a really long time of rest sometimes I rally in the evenings and can do something um light in the evenings. Um, but typically it's just getting up and doing another chore, getting dinner, taking care of my dogs. And then I usually am crashed again by six or seven. Hydration is vital. Please make sure you're drinking filtered, um, purified water, nutritious foods. Don't take this as a judgment. Do not take this as pressure. But as you can begin to eat more nutritious foods and whole foods that were created by God, um, your body is going to thank you. Gut health is the source of almost all disease. That's a really bold statement, but it's a very true statement. And if we ignore the gut and we do not take care of the gut, our entire body is going to be out of whack. We've got to take care of our bodies. Supplements. I struggle with this one. I don't like to swallow pills, and I don't like the residual effects of um, vitamins coming back. but it's very important that we supplement. Spending time outside, getting that sun on our skin, breathing fresh air, very important. Movement of some type. And I just say movement is a very broad category because for every person, depending on what your body can do right now, that is going to be a very personal thing. On the days that I have to do a lot of cleaning, that's my movement for the day. I don't do that and a workout. So I am very proud to say that for the last six weeks, I have done some form of movement for about 30 minutes a day, at least six days a week. That is huge for me. Huge. So I'm <clears throat> hopeful that at this point it has become a habit and I will keep on keeping on. Set and keep appointments, especially those that involve your health. So doctor's appointments, specialist, therapist, things like our group coaching, that we do together, seminars, conferences that are for your healing. Keep Set those things and keep those things. The, um, the opposition is always going to be there. When you are getting ready to break through and push through and do something for your healing and your health, mm, you're going to suddenly be like, ugh, I don't want to. And it's really important just to learn to listen to your body. Sometimes, yes, you do need to rest. Sometimes you need to just press through and get to that thing, that appointment that um, session, whatever it is that's going to help you with your breakthrough. Safe time with a safe and trusted friend. Again, safe and trusted is vital. Hard to find those, I understand. But spending time with safe and trusted friends is really important. A gratitude journal. So we're just writing down, you know, three things you're grateful for or beginning to look for glimmers. So most of us know what triggers are, right? We know what triggers are, <laughs> are we aware of glimmers? We're very aware when we get dysregulated by something that sets us off in a negative way. But are we looking around to see what things are goodness and which things have those glimmers of goodness around us? So I am kind of keeping track of these on social media as a way of journaling. I don't actually keep a handwritten journal anymore. I document life events in Facebook and then I print out a book each year. Um, Personal stuff, I have a different way of documenting So yeah, just look for those glimmers of goodness in your life. Something you can see, something you can taste, something you can touch, something you can hear. um, Something you can hear. I just said that one, sorry. So each person is unique. And what helps one person regulate may have a very different effect on someone else. So just because it works for somebody else does not mean it's going to work for you. But here are some things that I've listed. You, you know, write the things down that... Are relevant to you, and if you have other ideas, um, do those things. Whatever causes you to feel safe, calm, soothe, and regulated. And I'm going to add one that I don't have on my list is laughter. Oh my goodness! If you are part of Held and Healed, <laughs> we started. I'm thinking maybe it's been a year we've been doing this, maybe longer. We started doing something on Saturdays called Not So Serious Saturday. During the week, we share so much goodness, and a lot of it is heavy because we're calling out and identifying abuse, but then we're also offering solutions because I want to be very balanced in that. But sometimes it's really fun and it's vital that we just step away and we lay down all the crazy and all the hard and all the heavy, and we laugh Butts off. Okay. So on Saturday, I start a thread. On Saturday morning, I try to get it up somewhere between seven and eight in the morning. And women all week long are collecting memes. It is so therapeutic. So we drop all of these memes, and there are usually between 250, 300 comments by the time that thread is done. Oh my goodness. If you are part of held and healed and you haven't taken advantage of this, just type in not so serious Saturday at the top in the search bar and tons and tons of these will come up and you can just scroll through the threads and laugh and laugh and laugh. I also like to watch reels and memes and other things, um, just on the regular videos. Um, if you are not familiar with the corn boy yet, oh my goodness, do yourself a favor and YouTube it's corn or corn boy, the cutest little guy cutest little guy, Um, who loves his corn and he has told us all about it. And there's a song that has now been written. And uh, my understanding is that there's, you know, money coming in from the song that's going to bless him and his family. He is a doll baby. So music can be extremely regulating. You want to be careful though with music. You want it to be calming and soothing. There is, um, brain spotting there on, um, Oh, Spotify. There is a brain spotting playlist with bilateral stimulation, you want music that's upbeat. I noticed such a change in my mood when I started doing my workout walking with the Leslie Sansone. She has a playlist on Spotify for a two-mile walk. It's a pace that is so fast that if you stick with it, you will walk two miles in 30 minutes. And it's a lot of upbeat music, and it just makes my mood. It just makes my mood so much better. Art. Maybe you enjoy writing, drawing. Maybe you enjoy painting or knitting or crocheting, um, pottery. There's so many forms of art that can be extremely regulating. For me personally, that makes me twitchy. Coloring books, adult coloring books, not my thing. But some people, it's extremely calming and grounding and regulating. Dance, and it does not have to be professional dance. It doesn't have to be choreographed. It's just movement of your body, okay? Nature, can't say enough about nature minus the stinking bugs, right? If it weren't for the bugs and the spiders, I would be outside on my deck every day, all day in the shade. But the mosquitoes are horrific this year. But seeing the sun rise, seeing the sunset, and having the sun on your skin are all very beneficial. Hearing birds chirping, water sounds by a river, a creek, the ocean. Do you wonder why people like to go to the ocean? That is all about nervous system regulation. Hearing the waves crashing, coming in and going out. A campfire. Most of us love to just sit around a campfire. There's connection, there's community, the smell, the sound, the popping. There's just so much about a campfire that is therapeutic. Having an awareness of our five senses. So again, what can you see? what can you hear? What can you taste? What can you touch? Why am I forgetting the fifth one? I keep doing that. Um, but just being aware and coming, um, taking a moment and just looking around listening, having silence. Like it almost hurts my ears right now, how quiet it is here. But it's so good for us to shut everything down and just have the silence sometimes. Now, if your thoughts are racing and if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, silence may not be your friend right now. So be kind to yourself, okay? I like to keep um, a fan going for white noise, and that's why I think right now it feels so deafening silent because that fan is turned off because I'm recording. Breath work and being aware. There's so many different types of breathing that you can practice and emulate, and you can just Google search. There's box breathing. There's five two one breathing. There's so much bilateral stimulation is very grounding, grounding, (laughs) getting outside, putting your your feet in the grass and grounding yourself, shaking it out, literally just standing and shaking different parts of your body, shaking off stress. Think of Taylor Swift, shake it out, shake it off. Cold therapy, now this is not something I have explored yet, um, but I just wanted to throw it out there. I've heard that there are a lot of good benefits to either just putting your hands into cold water, your face, and then people do full body submersion into ice water don't think I'm ready for that massage is very very regulating um, depending on who you are for some people that would be triggering but the massage that can help to detox your body um, do a Google search on cranial sacral amazing for trauma survivors amazing for brain injuries and TBI's pets pets for babies are extremely grounding and regulating Taking a digital detox. Okay, I will say, I don't do that one. Probably should. But yes, as much as we can, um, just even if it's hours a day or a certain day every week that you step away, um, there's a lot of benefits. Boundaries. Setting them and holding them can be extremely regulating, extremely empowering, So now I'm going to switch over to some notes that I took um, from sessions that I did with Luke and Lauren at Flourish Therapy. I was very, very blessed to be able to take part of their 12-week session. And I don't want to butcher it right now and call it the wrong thing. But if you go to their website, flourishtherapy.co, you can see all the different offerings. And I was really blessed to be able to go through their 12 weeks. So Um, Also, you can go to their podcast and you can listen to episodes um, that are talking about finding your way back to safety. And then there's the ABCs, Acceptance, Beauty, Compassion, Slowing Down, and Embodiment. So I highly, highly recommend the series on filled the flourish. You can find it on all your major podcast platforms and listening to that series that they did. So these are just notes, um, that I have taken from them and then I'm going to interject some of my own personal experiences, um, in the midst of, so from flourish therapy, the brain is the control center of the entire body, every system, every organ and every cell. The brain is important y'all. I don't think I have to tell most of you this. Most of you know this, but if you were raised in conservative church culture like I was, um, there was like this different approach for the body than there was for the brain. So if you had cancer, it was okay to go to a cancer specialist to get the the, the, um, therapy that you needed. But if you had a brain injury, if you had trauma, if you had anxiety, if you had depression, if you were dealing with abuse, you just need to pray. You just need to pray and you need to read some Bible verses and you need to forgive. That's all that was given to me. Okay. I was blamed and I was shamed for the abuse and the trauma that I was enduring and had endured my entire life. That is just bull. And we are calling that out. If you still attend a church that is like that, I would say, get out get out now. The brain is the most important part, organ of the entire body. And you need someone who understands the brain to help heal the brain. Trauma causes injury to the brain and it needs treatment just like any other organ in the body. It is not unholy to need therapy. It is not ungodly to need a counselor. It is not faithless to say that you need help with your brain. It's brave. So um, let's just stop doing that to people. And here's the other thing. (laughs) If you needed open-heart surgery, you would go to a heart specialist, a heart surgeon. If you need help with your brain, you don't go. You do not go to a pastor or a layperson at church who's not trained to take care of the brain. It just makes no sense. Here's another quote from my notes from Flourish Therapy. Nervous system dysregulation, so when you're not calm, cool, and collected, the nervous system adaptive response to the stressors and traumas it has ex- it. The nervous system adaptive response to the stressors and traumas it has experienced. That results in multiple system reactivity causing a myriad of physical and emotional health symptoms. This may be news to you. It was news to me until about two years ago. But emotional abuse is physical abuse. Let me say that again. Dear one, if you are experiencing emotional abuse... At the hand of your husband, your family member, even your church leaders, it is physical abuse. And here is why. This is a quote from Flourish Therapy Trauma affects both physical and emotional health because it alters the nervous system, the immune system, the cell danger response, gene function, and beyond. Emotional abuse is physical abuse. That may be the first time you've ever heard someone say that. I'll just give you a moment to think about that. Just because someone doesn't punch you in the face, give you a black eye or break your your bones or give you bruises does not mean that they're not physically assaulting you and abusing you. Here are some potential effects of trauma on the body. And for many of you, you're just gonna check, check, check. Chronic pain, insomnia, anxiety and depression, autoimmune disease, chronic infection and inflation, Diabetes, heart disease, blood pressure issues, weight issues, cancer, digestive issues, sexual issues, and hormone issues. These are all potential effects of trauma on the body. And many of you listening to me could probably check off every single one of those things. Nervous system support practices to provide daily support and rewiring for your nervous system. So as I was looking through my notes today, I realized, oh, I'm not really doing these every single day. Um, you don't need to do every single one of these every day, but you need to be doing something on this list. If you really, truly want to rewire your brain. So it was good for me to go back through my list, back through my notes and be like, okay, Heather, you need to get, get back into doing the rounds. You need to get back into, I've been doing well with movement. Yay. Um, so here are four things that they suggested that we work on regularly rounds. And so, Flourish has their own rounds variation or you can create your own. And it is a way to retrain the brain. And so it's some very positive um practical affirmations that you speak over yourself. And it's not like frou-frou affirmations, because I don't just like speak things into the into the air that I don't believe or that are not biblically sound, etc. But this is all about your um your worth. And your courage and your strength and um, so rounds. And you can just Google that and find rounds that you feel comfortable speaking over yourself. Movement. We talked about this earlier. This is so vital. You can do Pilates or yoga, dancing, tapping, shaking, running in place, punching the air. Now, Luke had me do this in one session and it felt super, super weird. But I think the more that we do these things, the less awkward we're going to feel because they're going to become very, I mean, just pretend you're punching something or someone else, punch the air. It's not going to hurt you physically. It's going to get out a lot of frustration. Any intentional movement done while being mindful of your sensations and emotions is intentional movement. Breathing, we talked about this earlier. Any of the variations of mindful, paced breathing exercises is recommended. And then visualizations of a beautiful, comforting, exhilarating, life-giving scenario led by yourself or someone else. Now, this was new for me. This is not like some sort of frou-frou, hoodoo, voodoo thing at all. This is just imagining yourself in the place that makes you feel the safest, the happiest, the most you. And you can get as descriptive and as specific about that You can take three minutes to do this. You can take 10 minutes to do this. This is not like imagining something or seeing something, a vision that's not there. This is just you using your imagination to go somewhere. I mean, I think in Lamaze, and breathing exercises to get you through labor, this was something that was very big when they were teaching you just go to your happy place. So for me, this is usually along a river, And the people that I want there are my kids, both biological and bonus. And everyone is just having a good time. Everyone is getting along. There's peace, there's joy, there's laughter, there's sunshine, there's good food, there's just good connection. Um, as the evening gets, you know, draws on and the sun begins to set, we start a campfire because these are all my happy things in one place, y'all. We start a campfire. Somebody brings out a guitar. There's music. People are sharing kind words of affirmation with me, with each other. That, mm, that's my happy place. Like if I could just make my place to be and to go regularly, and it just makes me extremely happy to envision that and to think about that possibility. So visualization is of anything that's beautiful, comforting, exhilarating, life-giving. And this can be a visualization led by you or someone else. So I say again, through time, I have learned and I know how to rest and restrict. But regulation of the nervous system was that missing link. So again, through my notes from Luke and Lauren and Flourish Therapy, The autonomic nervous system. So there are two parts, and it's really funny because they almost sound like they should be the opposite of what they are. So there's the sympathetic nervous system, and there's the parasympathetic. You would think sympathetic is a good thing, but in this particular case, not so much. So sympathetic nervous system encompasses the fight, flight, freeze, fawn Which many of us are familiar with, and I should probably do a whole podcast on that. There's decreased digestion, increased blood sugar, and energy is drained. And there's increased heart rate and shallow breathing. So, when you're in that state of sympathetic nervous system, that's where you are. The parasympathetic nervous system, so this is actually good. (laughs) There's rest and digestion. You repair and you heal, and you have lower stress hormones and decreased heart rate and breathing. If you want to learn more about each of these topics that I am just touching on, again, fill the flourish podcast with Luke and Lauren, and they talk way, <clears throat> excuse me, more in depth about all this because they are the brainiacs and they are the the therapists and the um um the the health professionals. I'm not. I'm just passing you on a resource. And scratching the surface for you. And so here's a really good um, exercise you can do with yourself. You can ask yourself, what state am I currently in? You can check in with these two questions and ask yourself. And I remember doing this with um, Luke in therapy a couple times. Very eye-opening. Check in and ask yourself, I am, and finish the sentence. If you're in a safe and social state, okay, You may use words like I'm capable, open, content, at ease, hopeful, connected. Now, some of you are laughing at me right now. Like, yeah, I wish, right? (laughs) So most of you maybe are not currently in a safe and state, a social state. If you are in a sympathetic state, you may say I am tense, worried, irritated, wired, pressured, threatened. Those are all probably feeling a little bit more familiar for many of you. If you are in a shutdown state, you may say, I am empty. I'm despairing. I'm numb. I'm lost. I'm hopeless. I'm alone. So I'm asking you today, where are you? Are you safe, sympathetic, or shut down? And then you finish this sentence. The world is, this one is, oh, <laughs> This one's hard. If you're in a safe and social state, you may say the world is safe, beautiful, full of opportunity and accessible. Again, are you snickering? Are you scoffing? (laughs) If you're in a sympathetic state, you may say the world is scary, cruel, dangerous, threatening, cutthroat. I mean, I think that's kind of a realistic place. (laughs) I hang out there a lot. (laughs) I think there's a lot in the world that's scary, cruel, dangerous, threatening, and cutthroat. Absolutely. And if you're in a shutdown state, you would say the world is not safe, irreparable, overwhelming, crushing. So today I'm asking you, where are you? I am and the world is. Now, what was beautiful was to go through the session then with Luke and to go from the world I am, tense, irritated, wired, pressured, hopeless to I am feeling safer. I am feeling capable. I am feeling hopeful. And the world is scary, cruel, dangerous, not safe. And getting to a place where I'm like, ah, you know what? It's full of opportunity. I'm going to be all right. And took me there pretty quickly. And we can take ourselves there. That's the beautiful thing is just the awareness of where we are and then talking through it with ourselves, journaling, processing, regulating through one of these modes that was previously mentioned. And we can, within you know minutes or an hour, we can get to a very different place. Another quote, um, co-regulation is a bio- biological imperative. We cannot survive without it. Co-regulation is a biological imperative. We cannot survive without it. And then this quote is from Deb Dana. I believe the book is called Anchored. She says, our capacity to flourish on our own is built on a foundation of first being safely connected. I'm going to read that again. Our capacity to flourish on our own is built on a foundation of first being safely connected. We were created for a connection. We can't get away from it those of us who have been wounded and betrayed and abused and traumatized by the very ones who were created and intended to take care of us, this is crushing. This is devastating. But we still need people. People hurt us and then we need people, different people, to heal. And it's terrifying. I understand that. And very, very soon I'm going to be talking about some of the Green flags in relationships, some of the things we're looking for as we are rebuilding and repairing, and we need those safe people. And I pray that each one of you will find a couple. You don't need tons of those people, you just need a couple. Quality over quantity. (laughs) All right, another quote from my notes from Flourish Therapy Um, We are wired for connection or protection. So if we are in a connected state, we are in the safe and social. If we're in the protecting of ourselves, we're in the sympathetic or the shutdown. Very good stuff. Another quote from Deb Dana. We are wired for connection. We wish for connection, wait for connection. And yet so often it's been in our connections that we have felt not seen, not understood, not welcomed, and not safe. That's the dilemma, right? That is the dilemma. The lack of connection leads us to lower immune functions, anxiety, depression, higher levels of inflammation, higher risk for cancer, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and death. Do you ever wonder why so many people have cancer, so many people have Alzheimer's? Like it seems like it's more than in the past. Like astronomical numbers, mental health, nervous system regulation. Is off the chart. So all these other things are as well. Belonging is not just a psychological state. It's a biological need. And one of the best compliments that I have ever received or given to someone is this. And I'm probably going to start some sort of merchandise like t-shirts or coffee mugs or something. You regulate me. Like you remember Jerry Maguire? You complete me. This is so much better. You regulate me. I love that so much. I've been told that, and I have a couple friends that I've been able to say that to. Now, as I am preparing for this weekend and the second annual Held and Healed retreat, I'm going to be sharing what I've just shared with you guys. And I'm also going to be sharing about how to honor others as we rebuild. So I'm just going to kind of fly through this. I have been a part of three survivor retreats previously. This will be the fourth one this weekend. And there's just been something that I wish had been shared including the retreat that I hosted last year. I wish this has been shared upfront at the beginning. And so I believe there are certain things we can do that help us to be better healers, helpers of people. And even as we ourselves are healing, we can be honoring of ourselves and others. So this little section is called honoring others as we rebuild and i say again you regulate me is one of the best compliments that i've ever received or given my hope and prayer is that we will regulate each other more than we dysregulate each other (laughs) during the retreat and beyond so this weekend is a retreat it is not a therapy session Most of us are not therapists, but many of you came here this weekend. This is just what I'm going to say to the ladies. With your heads barely above the water, exhaustion and burnout are real. You're juggling work, kids, trauma, chronic health issues, financial strain, and a host of relational challenges. We want to throw each other a lifeline this weekend, not pull each other under the water. Let me say that again. I get this analogy of the the ring the safety ring we want to throw each other a lifeline this weekend not pull each other under the water by being considerate and following some basic guidelines we should be able to walk away on sunday with tools in our tool belts to help us on the next leg of our journey you will likely be triggered triggered at some point this weekend just because someone triggers us does not mean that they are unsafe or abusive It is risky to be around other people, especially in a setting where we're focused on abuse and trauma. This is my fourth survivor retreat and the second one that I have hosted. I've witnessed things in the previous retreats that were harmful, and my hope is that by sharing these guidelines at the start of our time together, we can avoid causing harm to each other. And then Dr. Glenn Doyle says there is absolutely no shame in getting triggered, everybody gets triggered. It's not a mark of weakness or inferiority. It's a mark of having a functioning nervous system. Hello. I say, I've been mocked for being triggered. I've been told that I am less than for being triggered. I have been told that if I'm experiencing triggers, I should not be helping others. I know this is not true, but it still rattled me a bit. We will experience memories and emotions, which are triggers, if we are on this earth. If we wait and we are, until we are trigger-free, we will miss opportunities to help others. We should be growing in self-awareness and learning ways to regulate our nervous systems, but we do not wait until perfection to help others. One source, theverywellmind.com, explains triggers this way. An internal trigger comes from within the person. It can be a memory, a physical sensation, or an emotion. How does a memory or emotion make one inferior? Triggers do not equal weaknesses. Triggers indicate a functioning nervous system. Let's get curious and extend compassion to ourselves and others. It's way past time for the stigma of mental health to be blasted into oblivion. There is obviously absolutely no shame in getting triggered. I'm saying it again, I have it in here twice. Everybody gets triggered. It's not a mark of weakness or inferiority, it's a mark of having a functioning nervous system. And again, that's Dr. Glenn Doyle. And now I want to share some things from Julie McClay of Heart Path Story Coaching. She gave me this list and it's suggestions for group retreat containment. So as she leads her story groups, these are some guidelines that she goes through. I say when sharing parts of our story, these are some guidelines that can help us connect with each other and not overwhelm each other. I suggest sharing one to three minutes, not 45 minutes to an hour. You guys, when you were just meeting somebody at a retreat or out and about, don't give them 45 minutes. You just met them. It's not good for you and it's not good for them. I suggest sharing one to three minutes and an outline or a skeleton of your story share general details like I'm married, separated, or divorced. I have X amount of kids. I have X amount of grands, fur babies. I'm experiencing DV by proxy. I have chronic illness. I've experienced spiritual abuse. Currently, I'm unable to attend a church in person. Just some general details of your life without going into specifics. Remember, we're here to retreat, not to treat each other. Most of us are not therapists, and even the ones who are therapists need a break sometimes. Amen and amen, at all the therapists in the room, right? All right, so I am going to pull up Julie's document here. If my computer will cooperate with me, we shall see. And I'm going to read some of these for you. I feel like I have already opened this. I don't know what is happening here. Technology is not my favorite thing. Hmm. It may not let me. I had this up before I started recording to be prepared. All right, let's see. I'm just shrinking things down, seeing if I can find it. All right, I think I found it. All right, this is from, again, Julie McClay of Heart Path Story Coaching. Listen, lean in, learn, and create suggestions for containment. Ask permission. Permission to share. Permission to hug. Permission to join. When in doubt, ask permission. Say something like this. May I join you? May I sit here? May I give you a hug? May I share a piece of my story with you? Use and hear no in whatever form. Use this as a safe place to practice that boundary. This is something I talk about in boundaries. Um, Find a safe place to begin practicing boundaries. Don't immediately start using boundary setting on your abuser because that can be very dangerous. Say things like, not right now. Oh, I'm not up to it. I don't have energy to share. That's a big one, y'all. I don't have energy to share. Like, who doesn't get that? (laughs) Someone else is sitting here. I don't want company. I don't have the capacity to hear or engage in this story right now. Eh, not a hugger. No thank you. Those are all ways that we can use and hear. No. Notice. She says, notice your responses. What do you feel in your body? Do you have a knee-jerk reaction or a trigger? Note this as data rather than ascribing judgment to it or to the person. So then be more curious and ask, I wonder why? So this is where you have curiosity and compassion for yourself and others. And you're also tuning in to your five senses. So notice your responses and then ask yourself, I wonder why I'm feeling this way right now. Again, not everyone who triggers you is necessarily an abuser or is unsafe. It's just that something that they have said or done is causing that reaction in you. Hold and keep confidentiality. This is so vital. Your story is yours to tell. Another story is theirs. If you're invited into their story and choose to engage, keep it confidential. This also includes picture taking, posting on social media, sharing prayer requests, etc. See, ask permission for more details. That is so vital. So vital. Take care of yourself. This is a space to practice good self care. Listen to your body. Get up and move when you need to. Notice if you're being activated by a session topic or story and remove yourself to safety if necessary. You are an equal grown up in a room with full agency. You are not required to participate in anything you do not want to. I will say that every single session. If there's anything that is causing you to feel dysregulated and you just need to go outside and walk and take in the beauty of the the mountains and the valley and the lake where we're going to be, go walk around, get some fresh air, get some sunshine, go get alone with your thoughts, get alone with Jesus. You don't have to participate in the worship session. If worship is triggering, music is triggering, a lot of people have experienced incredible amounts of trauma involving that. So Uh, Make choices. You always get to choose what is kind for you. It's a lovely place to grow that muscle. Communicate openly with others, especially around, uh uh-oh, I'm going to lose my battery, around areas of conflict. If something someone says hurts, bumps up against a wound in your story, stirs pain or anger, take time to notice with curiosity and communicate with them about it. Use your words. That isn't funny to me. That hurts because, dot, 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 I can't laugh about that yet what you said, dot, 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 when you said, dot, 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 I felt, dot, 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 or that doesn't land with me. If you need coaching or help processing how to communicate around conflict with someone, reach out to a trusted guide first and then go to the person. So those are all some super, super practical, helpful. We do not have to be afraid of coming together. We don't have to be afraid of other survivors. We can have grace, curiosity, and compassion, even in the midst of our own growth. So I hope that this has blessed you, given you some tools, some resources. Again, check out flourishtherapy.co. Check out Sarah Jackson coaching and Adam Young counseling. Hop onto the Honor Project Movement Instagram page. Follow the accounts that I follow. I would love, love, love your support with the Honor Project Movement. You just go to honorprojectmovement.org, click the Donate tab, and give as much as God puts on your heart to give. We are in the process of creating domestic violence response groups for women. I'm trying to think of all the different names. And we have some things coming up in the fall and the winter that we want to bless women with, and we need your support. I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of energy right now to go out and pound the pavement raising support and fundraising. So if you guys can just click and give whatever amount you're able to give, if it's $5, if it's $500, if it's $5,000, God bless you. And the more people that we can get to donate, the more women we can help. They're out there. They need us. So blessings to you as you're learning more about nervous system regulation. I pray that this will be just like an aha light bulb moment for you. Check out those other resources, dig deeper, and um, pray that you will feel held even as you're being healed. Blessings.